Shrimad Bhagavatam, 7th Canto, Part 2. Prahlad Maharaj said, One who is sufficiently intelligent should use the human form of body from the very beginning of life, in other words, from the tender age of childhood, to practice the activities of devotional service, giving up all other engagements. The human body is most rarely achieved, and although temporary like other bodies, it is meaningful because in human life one can perform devotional service. Even a slight amount of sincere devotional service can give one complete perfection. The guest may The whole purpose of Vedic civilization and of reading the Vedas is to attain the perfect stage of devotional service in the human form of life. According to the Vedic system, therefore, from the very beginning of life, the Brahmacharya the Brahmacharya system is introduced so that from one's very childhood, from the age of five years, one can practice modifying one's human activities so as to engage perfectly in devotional service. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 40, Svalvam apyasya dharmasya trayate mahato vayat. Even a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear modern civilization, not referring to the verdicts of Vedic literature, is so cruel to the members of human society that instead of teaching children to become brahmacharis, it teaches mothers to kill their children even in the womb on the plea of curbing the increase of population. And if, by chance, a child is saved, he is educated only for sense gratification. Gradually, throughout the entire world, human society is losing interest in the perfection of life. Indeed, men are living like cats and dogs, spoiling the duration of their human lives by actually preparing to transmigrate again to the degraded species among the 8,400,000 forms of life. The Krishna consciousness movement is anxious to serve human society by teaching people to perform devotional service, which can save a human being from being degraded again to animal life. As already stated by Prahlad Maharaj, 
Bhagavat Dharma consists of Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Archanam, Bhandanam, Dhasyam, Satyamatmani Vedanam. In all the schools, colleges and universities, and at home, all children and youths should be taught to hear about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, they should be taught to hear the instructions of Bhagavad Gita and to put them into practice in their lives and thus to become strong in devotional service free from fear of being degraded to animal life. Following Bhagavad Dharma has been made extremely easy in this age of Kali. The Shastra says, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva Kevalam, Kalo Nas Jeva Nas Jeva Nas Jeva Gatir and Yata. One need only chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Everyone engaged in the practice of chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra will be completely cleansed from the core of his heart and will be saved from the cycle of birth and death. The human form of life affords one a chance to return home back to Godhead. Therefore, every living entity, especially in the human form of life, must engage in devotional service to the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. This devotional service is natural because Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the most beloved, the master of the soul, and the well-wisher of all other living beings. Purport, the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 5, verse 29, the sages, knowing me as the ultimate purpose of all sacrifices and austerities, the supreme lord of all planets and demigods, and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities, attain peace from the pangs of material miseries. Simply by understanding these three facts, that the supreme lord Vishnu is the proprietor of the entire creation, that he is the best well-wishing friend of all living entities, and that he is the supreme enjoyer of everything, one becomes peaceful and happy. For this transcendental happiness, the living entity has wandered throughout the universe in different forms of life and different planetary systems. But because he has forgotten his intimate relationship with Vishnu, he has merely suffered life after life. Therefore, the educational system in the human form of life should be so perfect that one will understand his intimate relationship with God or Vishnu. Every living entity has an intimate relationship with God. One should, therefore, glorify the Lord in the adoration of Shantaras or revive his eternal relationship with Vishnu as a servant in Dasyaras, a friend in Sakyaras, a parent in Vatsalyaras, or a conjugal lover in Madhurjaras. All these relationships are on the platform of love. Vishnu is the center of love for everyone, and therefore the duty of everyone is to engage in the loving service of the Lord. As stated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, 25th Chapter, 38th Verse, Esham Priyatma Tascha Sata Guru Surido Dhaiva Mishtam. 
in any form of life, we are related with Vishnu, who is the most beloved, the super soul, son, friend, and guru. Our eternal relationship with God can be revived in the human form of life, and that should be the goal of education. Indeed, that is the perfection of life and the perfection of education. Any question about this statement? Can discuss. Chapters entitled Prahlad instructs his demoniac schoolmates teaching the children. He was taking opportunity to preach with the council's plans during tiffin hours. And the teachers would go away during tiffin time, of course, the teachers go away. And Prahlad Maharaj immediately will. It immediately take the opportunity of preaching Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness, even in the classroom, all the school friends were sons of demons, men atheist class of men. So they did not know uh, anything about God. A Prahlad Maharaj was taking advantage of the school tiffin hour and preaching. Hmm. His first beginning of the teaching was from the beginning of life, when we are children, we should learn about Krishna consciousness. That is the beginning of the teaching. Right? My dear friends, born of demoniac families, the happiness perceived with reference to the sense of addressing his friend. Born of demoniac family, my dear friend. <laughs> give, one, give me one chair, Dr. Rood. Yeah, yes, ma'am. He used to address his father also as the best of the demons. Once his father asked him, my dear son, what uh, nice uh, lesson you have learned in the school. Please tell me. So he addressed his father, Osura Vajra, the best of the Osuras. The Sadhu one name, Osura Vajra Dehina, 
सदा समित विघ्न धियाम असत बृहार इत्यात्मघातम गृह अंधकूपम बनंगतु जद देहापत्रकलत्रादीषु आत्मसन्नेशु असत्सु अपी देखिए This world is struggle for existence. 
and when there is struggle there are some soldiers so atma sanyeshu asasu api one is thinking that these are my soldiers i own victory in the struggle for existence but ध्यासद्रह on account of accepting non permanent things as permanent there bhari kuda mein sada samudhi diyamas then what is the remedy the remedy is hityatma ghatam griha andhakupam this andhakupam dark well of ignorance one must give up then banangato jad harimasayata he must go to ban when goes one goes to ban it is called banaprastha so after family life according to vedic civilization one has to accept banaprastha and when he when one is fully prepared prepared he takes a dash after banaprastha The banangata means one should prepare by going to the forest for the next life of renounced order of life. Uh, that is human civilization. Brahmachari, grihastha, banaprastha, and sannyas. Sannyas means fully engaged in Krishna consciousness. Banangata jad hari maasayat. Otherwise, what is the use of going to the forest? Because in the forest, there are many monkeys also. So that kind of life is not very masterful. He must take shelter at the feet of the supreme personality of God, the Hari. Uh, that is Om Tat Sat, and then he will be happy. That is Vedic civilization. So Prahlad is teaching. to the boys his class friend he was five years old boy naturally his friends are also the same age and he is teaching this bhagavad dharma read that the happiness perceived with reference to the sense objects by contact with the body can be obtained in any form of life according to one's past fruit of activities such happiness is automatically obtained without endeavor just as we obtain distress thank you hmm so we here in the material world happiness means sense gratification that's all. so prolad maharaj says the happiness of sense gratification uh, obtainable in any form of life they birds beast human being 
or even the demigods, cats, dogs, everyone has got the happiness of sense gratification, namely eating, sleeping, sex, and defense. That is obtainable everywhere. Uh, but the spiritual happiness that is obtainable in human form of life. Therefore, the human being from childhood, Kumaro Achare Pradya, Dharmana Bhagavatani, from the very beginning of childhood. Why so early? This human form of life is obtained after many, many births, evolutionary process. And Ajrubam, there is no certainty that I shall live so many years. Although the, it is estimated that one is expected to live for at least hundred years. That is estimation, but at the present moment at least, Nobody is living up to that. Uh, so even there is such uh, indication, still there is no guarantee. We can die at any moment. Adhrubam. But orthodom, although it is adhrubam, there is no guarantee. But whatever period we get, uh, we can utilize it for the best purpose. Orthodom, we can gain uh, uh, the ultimate goal of life, orthodom. That is giving strength. Orthodom means spiritual realization. That is orthodom. Uh, otherwise, we remain like animal. The animal has also sense gratification process, how to eat, how to sleep, how to have sex, and how to defend. So, Sukham Andriyakam Daitya. He is addressing his friends as Daitya, sons of the demons. He is addressing his father as best of the demons. <laughs> there are two classes of men, Deva and Asura. In this material world, there are... Uh, why not Dr. Ulf may come here, bring his chair here? Uh, you can sit down. You can bring your chair. So the sense gratification is available. Vishaya Kalu Sarvatasya. These are called Vishaya. Vishaya means sense enjoyment. So Vishaya Sarvatasya, in any form of life, these four principles are there. Eating arrangement is there. Come on. 
sleeping arrangement is there, the bath. He is not anxious about eating, sleeping, mating. It is already there. He has got a nest above the tree. At night he is very safe and sleeping night. And in the morning, he knows somewhere there is some fruit. He'll get his food. Not anxious. He goes anywhere. And for mating, the male and female bird are always together. And the pigeons, they're having every hour, four times, five times, mating. So that element is all there. And defense, they're on the ground. As soon as there's some man, easy to go. Defense. So they know, everyone knows how to enjoy this vision. Eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. So, these four principles of necessities of the body are available anywhere. Either you are born as a human being or a cat, or a dog, or a bird, or a beast, or demigod, these are available. So we should not bother about these things. The arrangement is already there. By the grace of God, things are already there. When Narayana says, don't bother about these things. So we are wandering within this universe in different forms of life, in different planets. Upar jatha, upari adha. Upper planetary system, down planetary system. We are having these facilities in different standards. The demigods, they have got their different standard of life thousands and thousands times better than ours. We have got better standard of life. That's like the Americans, they have got better standard of life than the Indians. So these high standard, lower standard, uh, but whatever standard may be, the thing, the test of material enjoyment is there. Sex intercourse in the human form of life and the sex intercourse of the dog on the street, the taste is the same. Taste is not changed. You put any eatable, either in the gold pot or in the iron pot, the taste is the same. The taste of this sense enjoyable thing are the same everywhere. Therefore he says, Sukhang Aindriyakang Jas. What is that? Sukhang Aindriyakang Jaitya Deha Jogena Dehina. Deha Jogena Dehina. Sex means one body is being united with another body. Deha Jogena Dehina. That is India. So, Pallanma says these things are available. Everywhere, without any endeavor. Uh, it can be available. Anywhere. Read it. Sarvatra Lavite. Sarvatra Lavite. Sarvatra means every 
form of life in every place, higher in the higher planetary, lower planetary, this, everything, sarvatra. Sarvatra-lavitaid-dhaivat. Hmm. means by the superior arrangement. Uh, superior arrangement, one has become human being, one has become cat, one has become dog, one has become demigod, one has become worm of the stool, daiva-yogi, by the arrangement of the supreme controller. But the material happiness is the same everywhere. Either one is stool in the worm in the stool, or he is king in the heaven. The standard of happiness is the same. Uh, and uh, these things are available without any endeavor as we get distressed condition of life without any endeavor. There are two things in this world, distress and happiness. So we don't call for distress. Uh, the malaria fever come to me, I shall enjoy Nobody says but it comes. So similarly, this is this test. If this test comes by the superior arrangement, so happiness also will come by superior arrangement. So why should he bother about these things? Therefore, our endeavor should be for understanding ourselves self-realization and our relationship with God or what is God, uh, what is the nature, these things, athāsa brahma-jīgyāsa, this is our business. Not to waste our valuable time for searching after sense gratification. That is not human civilization. And that is, that is uh, demonic civilization. That is Pulan Maharaj's station. So come in the Akang Jasa. Ready? Next one? No, no, this Bhars. So come in the Akang Jasa. Deha Yogini Dehina. Sarvatra Labite Daiba Jata Dukham Maya Plata. Translation Part Part. We just read that. Read again. The Part Part you have read? Yeah. Then next Bhars. So I have read before. In the material world, in any form of life, there is some so-called happiness and so-called distress. No one invites distress in order to suffer, but still it comes. Similarly, even if we do not endeavor to obtain the advantages of material happiness, we shall obtain them automatically. This happiness and distress are obtainable in any form of life without endeavor. Thus, there is no need to waste time and energy fighting against distress or working very hard for happiness. Our only business in the human form of life should be to revive our relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus become qualified to return home back to Godhead. Material happiness and distress come as soon as we accept the material body regardless of what form. We cannot avoid such happiness and distress under any circumstances. The best use of human life, therefore, lies in reviving our relationship with the Supreme Lord, Vishnu. So, is there any question about this? Uh, 
that man. Yes. Uh, what what originally caused us to lose our relationship with the bishop? I understand it's due to our desires, but how is this desire? Meant? Relationship is not lost. Just like you are either you are in the prison house or you are in the kingdom of the state, your relationship with government is there. It does not mean that when you are put into the prison house to suffer, it does not mean you have lost relationship. Is it that? Yes, but why, why are we in the prison That this is the cause. Because you are criminal, you are put into the prison house. But the relationship continues. What, what have we done to make ourselves criminals? <coughs> what you have done, you have put into prison. No, but what, what have we done to make ourselves criminals? What criminal acts have we performed? That you might have forgotten. <coughs> because your nature is to forget. You cannot immediately remember what you are doing exactly this time yesterday. That is your... You have forgotten. But uh, suppose... Uh, you, without any knowledge, you do something criminal. But you must be punished. You may not know it. You cannot say in the court that I did not know by committing this uh, act, I will be punished. So you know or not know, you have done it, you must be punished. With, with this... so that, you may not know what you have done. But that does not mean you can avoid punishment. I understand that. It sounds reasonable to me. Uh, when we do this act for which we are punished, is it done in this life or is it done in some prior life? This life or prior, prior life? Because you are eternal. You are eternal. Would the prior life have to be an animal life? Yes, might be. Or could the prior life have also been a human life? No, not necessarily. There are eight million four hundred thousand different forms of life, and you are one of them now. So, you as soul, you are the same. The body is changed. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said in the second chapter that Arjun, you, me, and all these persons who are assembled here, they existed in their previous life. They are now existing and they will continue to exist. So, our life is eternal. That is the first instruction in the Bhagavad-gītā. This living entity, soul, is never born, neither he dies. It is simply change of body. Just like you just took this sweater. That means you are there and you may give up this sweater again. So your body is changing like dress, but you are the same. See, you're in previous, just like now you are elderly gentleman, but you are a child, that's a fair. At that time the body was different. You are a young man. The body was different. And again, you become old man like me. Your body will be different. So in this life also we are experiencing going through different types of body. Similarly, 
after giving up this body, I'll have another body where it is difficult to understand. Tathādehāntara prāpti dhīrastatva namayyat. Dehinasmin yathādehi kaumāra jauvanam jara. Tathādehāntara prāpti dhīrastatva namayyat. So dehāntara prāpti, to accept another body, that is inevitable. Now, what kind of body he will accept? He will not accept, he will be forced to accept, according to our work. Karmana Dvayvanetra, by superior arrangement. After death, after giving us this body, uh, generally at the time of death, your mental condition will carry you to a similar body. Jangjangabhapisparanabhavam uh, prajatvanti kalevam. This is the general, but it is under superior arrangement. So we are changing this body continually, cycle of birth and death. That is material world. Therefore it is said that according to the body, the standard of happiness, distress is there. So that will come automatically by nature's law. Therefore, there is no need of endeavoring, improving or subduing this kind of bodily comforts that you cannot change. It is all destiny. You try for self-realization. What you are, why you are in this body, why you are suffering, this question should be discussed. That is human life. God, of course, has put this entire human life picture together, and we, of course, cannot really understand his motives or his reasons for this. But if there was some understanding that could be imparted to us, is there, I, I asked the question, is there any understanding that could be imparted to us to understand some of his motives for this? Because it, it seems to me that we suffer a great deal to be able to turn towards him and yet, in the Bhagavad Gita, he says something like, one million will seek me, but only one out of that million will find me. Yeah. So your chances are very, very little, and God, of course, understands this. No. Chances are very little, and chance is immediate. Chance. Ordinarily, the chance is very little. But if you accept what God says, then immediately. And just like uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is stated, Bhavanam Janmanamanti Gyanavan Manga Prapadhati Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudhirvana. So, by regular process, it will take many, many births. Bhavanam Janmanam, when he is actually Gyanavan. Then he surrenders to God. And he understands, Vasudeva Sarvami. Everything is Vasudeva. Some Atma. So, if we are intelligent, we can take this verse seriously. That although it is very difficult to understand Vasudeva, it takes many, many births to understand this fact. But if one has to come to this point, Vasudeva Sarvamiti, why not do it immediately? 
And that is interesting. So, if we surrender to God immediately, the thing is very easy. It is a task of one minute only. But if we don't do that, then it will be gone. But after but but. Why? I understand that it seems it seems very acceptable in an intuitive sense. But then uh, the mind sort of questions some of these. Is there water? Yes. The mind questions some of these things, and these questions kind of flow naturally. And one wonders why, uh, why the structure of the universe or of the world has been made in such a fashion that it takes a great deal of misery and difficulty for us to turn towards God. Because he doesn't want to turn towards God. Because we don't want to? Yes. Just like God says that you um, surrender unto me. And who is going to surrender? He says clearly, Sarvasatvan Parithajamahitam Sarva. And who is being there? Why will not suffer? He must suffer. David Jesagunamai Mamaya Durutya. Mahamiya Prapadanta Maya Meta. He will not do that. He'll, he'll try to become himself God. Oh, I shall surrender. I am God. His dog, he's kicked even by dog, and he still thinks I am God. This is difficult. So, as, as I understand it, tell me if I interpret it correctly, we're, we're being put more or less into our place being shown where we really are in relation to God through our suffering. Yeah. God is giving you the remedy that you surrender to me, you are immediately relieved from all sufferings. But we shall not do that. So what is the alternative than suffering? It's a common sense. This is a lesson in learning through contrast, then. Hmm? This is a lesson in learning through contrast. The contrast of, uh, of suffering versus not suffering. Yeah. Suffering, this is only suffering. This material world is only suffering. But under illusion, we are accepting suffering as enjoyment. Is this because the illusion that we see is a representation of the spiritual world, in a sense? Illusion is another punishment. We wanted to forget God, and God's illusory energy is giving him facility to forget God. This is called illusory energy. beginning when we were first part of God, as I understand from reading the Bhagavad Gita and some of your other translations and purports, which I enjoyed very much. And I thank you for making them available. Um, 
I understand that, that we are, our souls are also part of God as a drop yeah. of water is part of the ocean. Mm. How, is there any knowledge or information of how we incurred this first separation from God? Separation, generally, when we want to become God, there is separation. A rebellion. You cannot, there is one God. And if you want to become God, you are immediately driven away. Just become God in the material. Go there and try to become God. There is a parallel in the Bible that Lucifer broke away from God because he wanted to be God. That's it. I was thinking that too. <laughs> this rascaldam, this rascaldam makes him a dog. And instead of God, he becomes a dog. But this rascaldom is going on. Uh, that uh, I am God. Yet, yet God. But this purpose is suffering. And still he wants to continue it. Yet, as I understand it. Nobody can become God. God is one. Eka Brahma Diti Anas. So how we can become God? But that endeavor is going on. As I understand it, since God is, is omnipresent, omnipotent, all-knowledgeable and all-remembering, then He is in a position where He can know what our choices are going to be and what is going to happen with us no, in the future. No. He makes our choice, you can change it. But as soon as you change it, God knows what you are going to do. This is very common sense. Suppose you are honest man, I entrust you with something. But as soon as you become dishonest, immediately I withdraw my interest. Because I know what you will do. So you have got little independence. You are put into certain position, but you can change it at any time. So your position is actually you are eternal servant of God. As soon as you change it, then your suffering begins. Tendency of God. In the Bhagavad Gita, you find after instructing Bhagavad Gita to John, Krishna is asking, "Now I have instructed you everything. Now, now whatever you like, you can do. Jate chasi tathaku." That independence of Krishna, God does not interfere with the little independence He has given to us. And because we are part and parcel of God, God is fully independent. So we have got little portion of independence. So by misusing that independence, we can desire to become God. And it's happened. Souls to have. That is the nature, little independence. That is the nature. You can properly use independence and you can improperly use. That is, that, is, that is the meaning of independence. That you can use it improperly. Then you suffer. 
That is the meaning of it. If it is that I have got independence, I cannot use it otherwise. That is not independence. So that small, minuscule amount of independence that we have really represents our free will in making decisions and choices towards either returning toward God or trying to go on our own way, which is the origin of our original position being in this, in this material world. Very interesting. So therefore, Krishna said that the most confidential part of knowledge I am giving you, John, because you are my very intimate friend, that you give up your all nonsense plans. Sarvadharman Paritya. Mami Kansa. You just surrender. This is the most confidential one. You can misuse your independence. But I am instructing you most confidential because you are my intimate. Don't make plans like rascals. You just surrender. This is coming. Or in other words, don't foolishly try to become God. You remain a servant. Surrender. This is the ultimate instruction. And now, they teach us a sabaguya tamam. Where it is? Where is it? Which chapter? 18th chapter. Yeah. There's Before that, there is another verse. Sarbhaguya Tamam. Sarbhaguya Tamam Bhuya Shinume Paramang Vacha Ishtosi Me Jidham Iti Tato Bhakshami Tayetam. Because you are my very dear friend, I am speaking to you the most confidential part of knowledge. Hear this from me, for it is for your benefit. Purport, the Lord has given Arjuna confidential knowledge of the Supersoul within everyone's heart, and now he is giving the most confidential part of this knowledge. Just surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. At the end of the ninth chapter, he has said, Just always think of me. The same instruction is repeated here to stress the essence of the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. This essence is not understood by a common man, but by one who is actually very dear to Krishna, a pure devotee of Krishna. This is the most important instruction in all Vedic literature. What Krishna is saying in this connection is the most essential part of knowledge, and it should be carried out not only by Arjun, but by all living entities. Always think of me and become my devotee. So instead of becoming devotee, you want to become a god. And that is the problem. 
But it is the most confidential part of knowing. Instead of carrying out the orders of God, he wants to order God. Even even in the lower stage of devotion, that mentality continues. God is order supply. If God carries my order, then I accept God. Otherwise, I reject. In Germany, one of my German God brother, he told me in 1935 that in the last World War, many people became atheists. They went to the church especially women. My husband may come back, my brother may come back, or my father may come back. Because all men went to the one field, the women were there. They prayed in the church, but nobody came back. And they became atheists. That means they took God as order They ordered God. Return my father, return my brother, return my husband, and God did not return. Ah, there is no God. I don't care. This is going. God is order But our philosophy is God is not order supplier. We are order carrier of God. Anukulena Krishna Nusilanam Bhakti Rittama. Just like Arjun became. Uh, he became carrier of order of Krishna. He did not like to fight to kill the family members. But when he understood that Krishna wants it, and then he, yes, Karise Vachanam Tama. Find out this verse, Nastoma Sitilabhya, Tatrasada and Madhusudana. Nastomahasmitir Abdhat Tat Saran Mayachuta Sitosmi Gatasandeha Krishi Vachanam Tava. Sitosmi Gatasandeha. Now I am situated in the real position without any doubt. What is that position? Krishi Vachanam Tava. I said, carry out your order. I not ask you to become my order supplier, but I shall carry out your order. And this is perfection. And he did it. He did not lie to kill his family members, but he did it. He killed Bhishma Dev, he killed his teacher, Dhanacharya, he killed his nephew, brother, everything. You want it? All right. Never mind. Even though I don't want it, I must do it. And that is Krishna Krishna. I should not place any motive before God. I shall carry out the motive of God. Oh, that is Bhakti. There is a confident 
मनमना भगवत भक्त we cannot become another god that is not possible but artificially you are trying that will happen anything you try artificially in some if you try for a thing artificially uh, then what is the result result will happen and the disappointment therefore shastra says to save it a prajati to govita don't try uh, for such things we have tried uh, all through in different forms of life we have failed so don't try for that uh, but try to become servant of god then your life will be successful because in the material world the endeavor is how to become god in different varieties how to become president how to become minister how to become um, uh, master how to become very strong man very wealthy man very beautiful man so on so on so on up to when everything fails that how to become god and everything fails then ultimately now i shall become god the same disease is there how to become big not the biggest and that is the same disease in a different form therefore chaitanya charitamrita it is said कृष्ण भक्त निष्काम अतएव शांत भक्ति मुक्ति सिद्धि कामी सकली अशांत भक्ति मीन्स मेटीरियल एंजॉयमेंट कमीजरी मैन दे आर वर्किंग सो हार्ड डे एंड नाइट दिस एरोप्लेन इज रनिंग कमीज So this is bhakti. How to enjoy this material world fully? This is called bhakti. So because they are after bhakti, how they can be peace? He has to work very hard. And bhakti, those who are gyanis, they are trying to become one with God. So that is also very difficult. So, but still, there are so many sadhanas. Uh, that is also, but the desire is there. 
The Kurdish are desiring to enjoy a material world, and the Gadis are desiring to become the supreme. That is also another desire. So, bhukti, mukti, siddhi, yogis, they are trying to achieve some mystic power. And if you attain some mystic power, without aeroplane, if you can fly, the yogis can do that. Or if you can walk on the water, the yogis can do it. This is called lagiva siddhi, to become light, very light. So that by yoga practice you can do that. So aniva, lagiva, siddhi, prapti, bahima, there are so many siddhi. The siddhi kami. They are also designed something. And the Gadis, they are also desiring something. And Kurmis, they are also desiring something. The Bhakta, he does not desire. That was peacefulness is for him because he does not desire anything. He does not ask God anything. That is Annabilasita Sunna. No motive. But I am becoming a devotee for this purpose. No, that is not your duty. I am eternal servant of God. So it is my duty to serve him. That's all. But that is peace. And so long with desire, and then he will not have any peace. That is not possible. Mm. This do they harm sometimes humanity with their siddhis also? Hmm? The siddhis, which attain all the siddhis, all these powers, do they harm humanity sometimes? Anything without devotion to the Lord is harmful to the humanity. Anything. Either karmi or jnani or siddhi. It is all harmful. Because all these things will keep him aloof from God. His mission is that he is separated from God. His mission should be how to go back to home, back to God. So all these things, bhukti, bhukti, siddhi, will keep him aloof from God. That will be harmful. It will not allow him to go nearer to God. And that is harmful. That is greatest harm. Being aloof from God is suffering. So this bhukti mukti siddhi will keep him aloof from God. He'll falsely think that I am God. Yogis, if they can show some mystic yogic power, then naturally foolish people will think in that, ah, oh, here is God. And he's satisfied with that. He's not God, a foolish people will adore him as God, and he's satisfied. That means he keeps himself aloof from God. After this mystic power is gone, then he is no more valuable. 
So anything which keeps man aloof from God, that is harmful. But if they misuse this mystic power, then uh, they cannot stand as a mystic. No, why, why, why is after mystic power? What is use of mystic power? Suppose if you have got this mystic power, you can walk over the water. So what benefit you get? There is a boat also. It can walk on the river or on the ocean. Does it mean these all questions are solved? Suppose you can walk over the water. So I cannot walk. I take a boat and pay him four hundred. So what is the difference between you and me? This question of four hundred. That's all. So why do you endeavor for this rascal? And make some jugglery to the foolish people. If you have to walk over the water, you can pay four hundred to the boatman and can do it. Why for this so much mystic power? You do not get any more benefit after practicing yoga for ten years, twenty years. If you learn this art, how to walk over water. You can show the magic to the foolish man, but intelligent man will say, "It is a question of four hours. I can work." Why shall I waste my time, twenty years, for learning this art? Sometimes, sir, these mystic powers they use on This, this, is, this is one of the mystic power which amazes people, foolish people. There is, they, they can use on human beings also. What human beings? And I suppose human beings learn how to walk over water. No, is that no, solution no. of all no. problems? So what is the benefit to the human being? Suppose you you have this mystic yogic power, you can walk over the water, and you teach the whole human society how to walk over the water. No, no. <laughs> so what is the benefit there? <laughs> But some creation of something or so many things they show you. And that that, that means you have no clear idea. Something, something. Actually, there is no benefit. You do not know what is benefit. Can anybody create anything with this mystic power? Any idol of God or any idol of devotee or anything, and then turn them to. It's just a good mission to turn them to God. What does that mean? Well, uh, the practically come to this, that suppose if you learn how to walk or how to fly in the air. Nowadays they are flying, the big, big air, air, airplane flying, that they have not learned this mystic power. By machine, they are doing that. Suppose if you fly by mystic power from here, Los Angeles to Bombay, or Nairobi, and another man who flies over by the plane. So what is the difference? It's a question of sabha. 
pound and, and, and dollars. So what benefit do you get? Why do you give so much importance? It's wine or walking on the water. Better utilize the time how to realize God. This is called in the Shastra that uh, anything you do, if it does not awaken your God consciousness, then it is samayavahikevala. It is simply working for nothing, waste of time. Samayavahikevala. Give me some prasad. If we do not awaken our God consciousness, anything you do, that is all waste of time. That is what in the human form of life to revive our God consciousness. That is the most important business. Any other question? I, I, I do, but I, I, I can't tell you all your reasoning. You're <laughs> <laughs> very unfair of me if I did, but I have a lot of questions. So we shall also go distribute this prasad on everyone. You cannot do anything, you can ask anybody. Become a devotee of God. Three words. Just become a devotee of God. Anyone can, even a child can. It is so easy. Jai Mang Paramam Guyamat Kapisha Vidasa. Krishna says that anyone who preaches this gospel. He is the dearmost person to me. So what is that? Gospel. Krishna says, You just surrender to me. So if we go to every home, every person, I say, just yes, surrender to God, Krishna. That is our future.